evening. Happy Christmas Eve Eve. And what is the final fool's rushing before Christmas? Uh, we've got a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got predictions from the start of the season we want to look back on. And uh, and I'm sure there'll be multiple questions come through which will have us arguing, debating, laughing, and crying. But before we say hello to tonight's panel, let's roll those titles. Take my hands, take my whole life too, but I can't help falling in love with you. And what is more festive than saying hello to three wise men to start the show off? And let's start with arguably the wisest of all the fools. Good evening, Nick. Hello, Fifey. How are you? I am very, very well, thank you. How about yourself? Lovely waistcoat. Yeah, I thought I'd get the Christmas theme going. It's uh, my Christmas day tomorrow. At my daughter's is my uh, sons and son-in-law have to work Christmas day. Bless them, because oh. they're farmers and they tell me they keep the country going. So, top men. Well, I am not going to disagree with them. So, uh, in the spirit of the season, can I wish your your entire family a very happy Christmas for tomorrow then, sir? Mm -hmm. Many thanks, and it's well appreciated. Cheers, five feet. Well, if you are gold, sir, then, there, then next we need to introduce someone who speaks nothing but frankincense. Good evening, Ned. <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's Christmas time. There's no need to be a Craig. Yes. <laughs> Let's have it. Let's have it indeed. How are you, buddy? You seem in good spirits? Yeah, I'm fantastic. It's Christmas. <laughs> indeed. Um, looking forward to uh, well, looking forward to an evening's uh, conversation with you. That's for sure, sir, because uh, you had, you were certainly good value the other night. Can't wait to see what you bring to the party tonight. Oh, thank you. So we've done gold, we've done frankincense, now we need someone just a bit in there. Uh, good evening, Ben. Oh, you oh. Merry Christmas Eve, everyone. Evie. Merry, Merry Christmas yeah. Eve to you too, Oh, sir. thank you. I'm going because of that. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry uh, Christmas. Are you uh are you gentle all set for the big day, are you? Uh sort of. Oh Ben getting everything ready, and I've been there, so it's been good. Well, Sarah Sarah's uh, in charge of everything, is she? She very much is. I I she works hard and I supervise. <laughs> is that how it works, is it? <laughs> Dear me. Oh, uh Ned, you all you all you all good to go? Oh yes, there's only I only need to wrap two more presents and then I am as a household we are completely done. That is excellent, excellent news. Uh, and uh, well, you must be already if you're celebrating tomorrow, uh, Nick. Yeah, actually, Di asked me today is uh, is everything prepared? And I said, Yep, I think you've done a marvelous job. <laughs> Everything's spot on. <laughs> Come on, guys! <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, our good friend of the show, Joe, she's already spotted the first Christmas miracle. Ned still has his hair. Yes. And we yep. were saying off camera, actually, Ned, uh, Ben and I, 
Um, it actually looks even fuller today. Mm. Fuller. We, we we wondered whether you'd been to see the same uh, the same uh, consultant as one Mr. Wayne Rooney, possibly. It is looking thicker, Ned. It is looking a lot thicker. I thought you were going to say the same one as Ben. I was like, that's a bit harsh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, because so if you, here's I've got a Christmas cracker joke for you, Ned. Um, off camera, Ben told me he went to a Turkish barber's today, spent 25 quid on a haircut. I did. He's only got about 17 hairs on his head. Hey, no, no, <laughs> no. no I went to a barber, look, they gave me, like, they, they, they trimmed the beard, <laughs> and they all, like, a proper shave and everything, and, you know, they stick fire in your ear and all that. And, <laughs> and, and they gave me a the proper head shave, and then they massaged, and they put loads of stuff on my face, and wrapped a towel around it, and all that sort of malarkey. It was wonderful. I loved it. I'll definitely do it again. It but, sounds more like a hostage situation, the way you <laughs> describe it. <laughs> 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 well, they held my head. <laughs> Um, it says it along the uh, along the printer, along the bottom. But for anyone watching on on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, watching along live, thank you very much for for making us part of the uh, your festive period pre uh, preparations. We very much appreciate it as always. Um, live chat is open um, for anyone who um, is watching on Facebook or YouTube. And uh, oh, I've just seen Christian in the chat, and I do believe um, as I flash up this one from Joe. I do believe, and, and apologies if I'm wrong, but I do believe it might be his birthday today. So uh, happy birthday to Christian. Happy uh, birthday. I believe I did see that on Facebook as I was setting up the live uh, the live feed. Uh, oh, actually, no, he's going to say I've done this on purpose because he's actually commented that it's his birthday. But uh, but no, I did just see on Facebook, Christian, it's your birthday. Very happy birthday to you. Um, guys, we, we could talk nonsense, and no doubt we will be talking nonsense for, for a long time. But uh, I think those watching along would be flabbergasted if we didn't get on with some Swindon Town talk. Um, uh, hairs for the girls, Ned says they go off. So should yeah. we should we get on and see what happens as we start with the Boxing Day preview? Uh, I believe uh, Nick, Ben, you're definitely going. Ned, you're still on the fence. But Warsaw at home, Boxing Day, it's always a Always an interesting fixture. I'm sure we've all got memories of uh, games not too far gone by. Uh, let's start with Nick, as you appear in the top corner as I look at it. Uh, you looking forward to the to the game? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we we have some cracking games with with Warsaw. Um, obviously, the, the the main one. Well, I suppose there are two main ones that spring to mind. Last season, the three nil to get the uh, into the playoffs. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to that game, but I'm sure everybody who went there actually enjoyed the occasion, and it and and it was just a cracking performance. And and the other one that springs to mind, which we have talked about recently with Gerald Eiffel, that Eiffel goal that will live in the memory forever and a day. I mean, what a game that was! What a day out! Um, they needed a point to win the league. We 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 needed a point, I think, to get promotion. Both of us got what we what we deserved, and it was just a fantastic game. And I say there are certain goals that uh, you know that they're embedded in your brain, and that's one I will never ever forget. I actually had um, I was thinking about it the other day. I had my my son and my daughter with me, and Alice. She wasn't really into football, and when that ball from Eiffel hit the back of the net. Everybody around just erupted 
And for a split second, she was sat there thinking, what the shit's going on? And, and then suddenly <laughs> she realised that everybody around her was going mental. And it was like, whoa, oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I, I don't know how old they were then. They were probably in about 10 or 11. They were quite young. But, yeah, what a day that was. And uh, Walsh was always a good fixture. I always like going to their stadium. Good, good place to go. Um, I think last season we beat them, was it the 5-0? A cracking day out. So, yeah, let's have more of it on, on Boxing Day. What a good fixture to have. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. That's uh, no, that that's a pretty good summing up. And uh, and Ned, if I could offer you a Christmas uh, a Christmas wish in terms of what you'd like to see on the pitch to to get you off that fence and to say you were going, what what would you be looking for? <laughs> Johnny Austin. It's <laughs> oh, <laughs> a bit that, early. That would, be, that would be nice. Um, it won't happen, obviously. But uh, no, I, I I would love to see. Um, Hepburn Murphy or Morphy Richards, as he's better known as on this pod. Um, I'd love to see him get involved more and get on the get on the score sheet because he certainly deserved a goal in the last game. Yeah. And how the keeper saved that, God only knows. But um, yeah, I, I'd love to see. That's what I'd love to see. I also would love to see a similar Warsaw defensive performance as it was last time, and that was. As <laughs> soon as that first goal went in, they were piss poor. So I've. It would be really nice to uh to see a nice sweet victory in that respect. Uh, just flashing up there from Claire. Good evening, gents. Wishing all the fools panelists and viewers, stroke listeners, a very merry Christmas. Of course, send in send in anyone you want to to wish a happy Christmas for. We're happy to interrupt ourselves to do that. And and Claire, um, you are part of the the fabric that makes fools rushing without questions. So so we wish. Uh, on behalf of yeah. all of us live tonight and, and those who aren't here thus far or uh, or able to get to it, um, a la Woody, who is wrapping presents instead of being here, uh, we, we'd like to wish Claire and her family a very happy Christmas as well. Um, right, let's move over then to Jack. I mean, sorry, Ben. Uh, what are you hoping to see from the, uh, from the game on Boxing Day? Uh, I would like to see us play without the handbrake on, and I'd like to see a performance similar to the Barrow game where we um, press them on the front foot and we go to attack them from the off and we go and try and score some goals, create opportunities and shoot. Um, yeah, that's what I'd like to see because if we do that, I think we'll win. Um, yeah, so, so that, sorry, that, just that, to, just to interrupt quickly, if I can, I'd just like to flash this one up from Danny, who's also wrapping presents at the same time as being here. Hashtag multitasking. You see, the difference here, Danny, is uh, not that we like to um, not that we like to generalize or um, play play genders off against each other, but women are more well known to be able to multitask. Woody has actually messaged us to say, watching on the big screen, so can't comment, whereas you're rapping. And commenting while watching. So well done to Danny. Yeah, well done, and Danny. boo to Woody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben, do continue. Uh yeah, no. I, th I think I've just said my piece really. I think um I, I think we need to be on the front foot. I think we need to go from the off. I think uh the voice is goals. I think we need to throw caution to the win. And I think we need to risk conceding one to score a few. And I think in that case we'll win because we play our best when we're playing attacking football. I think we all know it when we're passing the ball for the final thirds at pace and we've got the players to do it. So let's go at them and win the game. And then the chances are we probably will. So handbrake off, please. 
<laughs> so, sorry, I've just been sent a message by Woody calling me a bellend. <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> because, because I've called him out. <laughs> um okay let's so we've spoken in recent episodes about about the various options particularly midfield um when we look back at the performance last week nick are you expecting very similar in terms of setup and and starting lineup i would hope so although it it was reported today by lindsay that there's still a fair bit of illness in the camp so I, i i guess fitness is an issue um, but I, I would hope it's pretty much the same same start at eleven that we had at Barrow, because um, obviously that first half was was excellent, and that's the sort of football we want to see. And and I think it's the same old story with Swindon. We we've been you know pretty good away, um, but we're not hitting the performances at home. And certainly the previous two home games were really poor in performance levels. So yeah, hope hopefully it's pretty much the same team. I really hope that uh, Reed starts and plays in his proper role and can control the game. Uh, yeah, I would love to see Hepburn Murphy get a start and uh, get the goal that you know he deserves. And the same with even the same with Adeloy. I mean, I don't think Adeloy will start. Um, it's, it's probably going to be Wakeling up front, um, maybe with Hepburn Murphy. And uh, you know, we just need the forward to start stop performing start getting those goals once we do that the rest of the team is pretty good i mean we've we've talked about it before defensively you know we're we're fairly solid considering the number of injuries and changes we've had i think we're doing really well midfield we've probably got the best midfield in the league um better than most and uh you know as good as anybody else and probably better than most it's just the forward line that we're lacking and uh Maybe January might change that. We shall see. Ned is the uh, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. It's the, it's the season of goodwill to all men, as they say. So, what doesn't say Boxing Day fixture than Swindon Town winning two 0 with Shade and Adeloy on the score sheet together? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that that says uh, Christmas miracle written all over it. <laughs> um, I mean. Miracle on I, 2 0 Street. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like after his performance against Barrow, I'm absolutely um in the camp of having shade. Oh god. <laughs> Multi multitasking there. There you we go. Thanks, Woody. We, we appreciate we appreciate your we appreciate your yeah, viewership. And, and the fact that you've technically logged in twice there, Woody, is upping our viewing numbers as well. Thank you. <laughs> To three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Carry on. That's right. I, I think after you know Shade's uh, performance against Barrow, I really want to see him kick on. Um, obviously, I know you said it jokingly, but I really want to see him kick on. And as harsh as I've been on Adloy, I would like to see him get some minutes just to uh, say one way or another um, whether he's whether he can cut the mustard or not I'm, I'm not i'm not convinced on him i'm not going to say that he's amazing i'm not going to say that he's great but i'm not convinced on him yet but it just would be nice just to uh just to see either way okay no interesting uh ben are you of similar 
similar thought process to Nick when it comes to the the shape system and and starting a light starting eleven. Sorry. Yeah. Well, if we can play a similar sort of formation and play the same way and the same team, then do so. To be quite honest, um, it works so well at Barrow. Then continuity, do it again. Um, what works at Barrow to... doesn't necessarily work for Walsall. I know, but then you've got continuity as well. You've, you've got, uh, you know, having a settled team is important. If you're mixing and changing all the time, it doesn't, it it, it, it can just bring up disjointed performances. So if you get everyone used to playing with each other, then it's good. And they will earn a second, a second bite at the cherry by playing really well. So why not play with the same team again? Um, unless... You know, some players are, are fitter uh, than others, um, or illness dictates. I, I'd go with the same game. Okay. Uh, Rich made an interesting comment in our last episode. So, quickly ask you all your thoughts on this. Uh, he said, FBT centre back, not left back. Uh, where would you, if you have a choice, Nick, where would you be playing? After Saturday's performance he he played really well at center back and, and on the last pod i did say leave him there um the vinier is improved o- over the past few weeks and and looks decent so it would be in some ways harsh to leave him out um but it does give us options um brennan whether he's fit or not um and from the reports today that we're keeping him, he's not going to be recalled. So, so that's another solid. Um, and I, I, I think one of the key players last week was McDonald. To be fair, and yeah. I, I think whoever sits aside McDonald would do a job. Um, I, I, um, I like our man at left back rather than than centre back. I, I think he's a cracking left back, um, and it would be great if we could sign him permanently in January. So um, I'd, I'd be happy either way, to be honest. And I know I'm sitting on the fence a bit, um, but from his performance at Barrow, Absolutely. he deserves to be a centre half. But left back equally, he's he's, he's probably as good as if if not better in that position. No, I think that's absolutely right. To be fair, Ned, are you of, of similar? Uh, it, it almost doesn't matter at this stage because he seems so good wherever he plays. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on, you know, as we said just a few moments ago, it depends on who's fit. I mean, if Clayton's back, then I'd like to see Clayton. Um, um, yeah, good show. You know, Clayton and McDonald and then Fraser, ba- uh, Fraser Blake Tracy on the on the left. Um, but Blake Tracy. As- that's the one. Um, but also as well, you know, it's a, it's a good point Nick's made. Um, Lavinia is looking very comfortable on that side as well. And he is only going to get better and better and better the more time he plays. So I'll be reluctant to drop him at the moment. I have to say um, uh, it, it's, it's difficult, but it's a nice problem nice to have, isn't it? It's a really nice, really nice problem. Yeah. And just before I ask you yours, I'd, I'd really like to flash this one up from, yes. from Graham Russell. Merry Christmas, fools. Loving the podcast. Watching from Delaware, USA. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, well, we, How's the snow, man? How's the Howdy. snow? Howdy. We appreciate your time. We, we, it, it's still, I, I don't know about you guys. You're maybe used to it by now. But for me, it still strikes me as odd that anyone <laughs> listens to us. But the fact that people <laughs> listen to us from different countries really just Amazing. does strike me as bizarre uh, and and we appreciate your time thank you very much uh, you're more than more than welcome to join us on on live shows and and drop your comments in they'll always be flashed up that's for sure we'd like to we hope you and your family have a wonderful christmas as well Graham. and snowy one 
And a snowy one, yes, indeed. <laughs> um, ben, your thoughts on this one, please? Uh, yeah, do you know, I, as I said, I would stick the same team because it did so well, and Lavinia is actually done all right there. But naturally, I would prefer when we can to stick um, Blake Tracy back on the left again because he does offer better balance because he's a natural left footer um, and he can hop onto the left hand side and whip one in. Um, and he does cross decent ball in as well, whether Lavinia has to keep running on the in, his inside, um, which is, uh, you know, if you're if you're if you're a defender, you'll naturally try and keep him on his left, and then it just slows the whole attack down. Um, so I'd prefer Blake Tracy on the left, but Lavinia is doing a good enough job just to cover. I don't know. Made a long, 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 long no 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 mate you 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 carry on because uh i'm thinking i'm gonna need to get up in a bit i've got a bit of cramp in my car so you talk away and i'll and i'll walk it off but I'm, I'm really? loving, i was actually <laughs> laughing at mike's comment here about uh, um, yeah we're still looking for suggestions that things that well, at my age, I've done almost everything, said young Rich last week. So uh, any more suggestions of things you'd like Rich to do, such as oh. a ten-four performance of an opera? Sophie, I've got one for him. Uh, go on, mate. Take my wife to a Cliff Richard concert. There you go. <laughs> Rich would love that. I've got one as well. Go on, um, How about... Um... Go to Delaware with uh, Graham Russell in his minus 12 degrees. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Jesus Christ, minus 12. That's crazy. Oh, dude. Uh, 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 one idea where Delaware is in the States is up north, isn't it? <laughs> Horse racing country, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Delaware. I can just imagine Rich wouldn't deal well in the cold. He's not built for it. That's for sure. <laughs> it's a proper Christmas there, though. There it? is no snow that, that yeah, though it's been confirmed. No snow yet. Oh, I hope it does yeah. snow, though. Let's hope it does snow. Um, is there a uh, is there an opportunity? Do we think in this game for uh, you know, every every Boxing Day, this picture comes up from I think it's like nineteen seventy something, where like every game finishes like thirteen eight. Because oh, all the team's yeah, players yeah. have Imagine, been on the yeah. piss up. Do, do we think there's a chance for some goals in this game, Ben? I don't know. I don't know. I think it could go the other way. Because it's it's back in the day, it was unprofessional. You, I must say, I've got to say, Ben, when I asked you that question, you do look look very totes and moche about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think if you go to like the, 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 back in the era and, and players did drink a bit over Christmas, it would happen. But I don't. I think they're a lot more too professional now. And in fact, I'm more like to think it's going to be quite stagnant because it's going to be quite, um, say, uh, a tense affair, you know, a scrappy affair. So which I think it, it may well be. I will say on a side note, though, that it's nice to be at home on Boxing Day. Um, yeah. Of playing, uh, of playing a lot of away games. Um, What's going on? Day. I've got cramped. Of playing lots of away games on Boxing Day. Uh, so it's nice to have a home one for a change as well. Um, so I, I don't know what our record is, but is it quite good on Boxing Day? I don't know. Um, we can bring if up only we had someone who was uh, who was all set for stats usually, then, uh, yeah, then we would be able to answer that question. No. We need a Boxing Day Ned report quickly put together. <laughs> whilst doing the show. At the whilst same doing time. the show. Whilst I'm stretching off my cramping calf, <laughs> we need a Boxing Day Ned report. How, how is our record? Um, While he gets the figures together, Nick, are you, c could this be a game for goals? 
Great. Oh, yeah. Second. Uh, uh, absolutely. I think it's going to be um, one of those games. It's going to end to end high scoring. We will win four, two, plenty of excitement. We're going to carry on from Barrow. We're going to go for it. And he's going to uh, just let them attack. And we're going to have a Boxing Day treat. See, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, but I sat here thinking to myself, like, I'd love to, I'd love it to be goals, but I just don't think it will be. And then I look at yeah, the but... talent, I look at the talent that both teams have, and I'm sort of arguing with myself over whether it could or couldn't be goals. And then I end up just agreeing that because I want it to be, it will be. Fifey, so I, that, I, that, it's that talking. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, mate, I'm on water. <laughs> no, it will be. It, it, it'll be a cracking day out. It's 100%. The 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Oh, dear me. Um, right, well, Nick's kind of already jumped the gun. He's gone a bit premature, but should we do some predictions? Should we do a couple of score predictions? Go on, uh, let, let, uh, Nick, are you sticking with a 4-2? Yeah, sticking with that 100%, 4-2. Peter, who submitted a question for later in the show, he's gone nil-nil. Woody's commented again just to prove it wasn't a fluke. He's gone three-nil town. Shade is going to score. Uh, what are you going for, Ned? Um, two-one Swindon. Two-one Swindon. Two-one Swindon. Wow. Ben, I don't know. Uh, do you know what? I've got a nagging thought in the back of my head. This is one-nil defeat. But one-nil defeat. One That's not very Christmassy, Ben. I know, but that's how I feel at the minute. I think, I think that, yeah, I think we're quite inconsistent, and I think he's got terrors at home. Your predictions are inconsistent. No, they're quite consistent. They're quite dire. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got it right. Yeah, I got what I got. I got Barrow right. I mate. I got one nil, didn't I? Yeah. But um, I've got a feeling it's going to be one nil defeat. But because it's Christmas, three one Swindon. Five so, <laughs> no one nil. Defeat. <laughs> <laughs> Get in. <laughs> Superb stuff. Um, is there anything else anyone wants to say about the Boxing Day game while Ned continues to, to frantically put the Boxing Day stats together? Um, uh, before we talk I, I, I about think it's, the other it's, games. They're, they're making it a green day, aren't they? With everybody to wear the green away strip. Yeah. So uh, any fans come in, where you if you've got the green shirt, wear your green shirt, which is why you need to be there, Ned. With your green shade shirt? The green shade shirt. As opposed to the yellow shade one. See that? hundred times drunk. Yeah. Well, indeed. indeed. You know, it's, I slowed it down when I said that's it. That's why I said it slowly. <laughs> and again, at least Nick's got an excuse. He's on the wine. Yeah. Dear me. I do like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it then, but I do like Barry's comment. I'll just bring back up. I give up with predictions, always mile off on the score, but it's a town win for sure. It has, been, it has been one of those, hasn't it, Ben? Where it's, whenever we feel a little bit confident, we get the reality check, and wherever we're feeling all a bit doom and gloom, suddenly everything comes up rosy. So you never do know what to predict. You never swindon, isn't it? One thing you. The one thing is for sure, when you go into the bookies, you do not bet on the Swindon game. Early kickoffs in Swindon, you stick well clear of. <laughs> um, that's the unwritten rule. Because with Swindon, you never know what you're going to get. You know, True. we could play top of the league and play absolutely outstanding and play them off the park and win 3-0 and then play the worst team in the league and get beat 2-0 and be awful. So it's Swindon town. 
Well, that's actually that's actually a true point, isn't it, Nick? Because Walsall, <laughs> one of those teams, I think it might have been Woody said on it be Monday mentioned it, but because Walsall are one of the teams, you know, that, that aren't necessarily struggling down the bottom end of the table as such, that they might be coming in in mood to actually play football and that'll play into our hands a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, ho- hopefully. I mean we've we, I think we've won our last three yes. league games against them. Um, and obviously the you know the the three nil the cracking result that, that got us in the playoffs. So I, I think they are actually I don't even know who their manager is nowadays. Um, oh, it's the good been, one. It's one from Newport. What's his name? It's yeah. the good one. Yeah. Is he still good. there? He's still there. He's a good uh, manager. I forgot yeah, his name. Yeah. What's his name, Fifey? Come on, we're struggling. Flynn. Sorry. Flynn. 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 Sorry, yeah. sorry, I was just laughing at being described as the good one, as if there's one good manager in League Two and he's a well, no, there's a lot of spikes. <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, yeah, in fairness, that's probably, <laughs> that's probably about right. There is only a couple of good managers. But yeah, yeah Flynn. No, he, he, Richie yeah, he, Wellens he, will be fuming if you read no, <laughs> I did say a couple. Sorry, I did say a couple. Yeah, um, yeah he is, he, he is a good manager. And... Um, and, and if anybody listened to the Harry McCurdy, he he had some good words to say about him. So, uh, yeah. you know that's that, that's quite that's quite a, a good thing from McCurdy to to say a manager's decent. Uh, yeah, Flynn's a good decent manager. I think for Walsall, you know, in fairness, they do try and play a bit of football. So if they do that, it always gives us a chance. Um, I would just like to see us, you know, put a hell of a good performance at home in. Because, you know, I think the, the home fans deserve a decent performance. I mean, you know, the, the, this year has been up and down football-wise. The, the, the country's in a state. Let's give us something to bloody cheer about um, and and get next year off to a good start. So, yeah, let's let's have a performance. Let's go for it. And, uh, Look at how no give pressure, us that performance. lads. The, the football's been inconsistent. The country's in a state. We well, it is, isn't it? Cheer us up. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I, honestly, that's why you go to football. Keep it like you, Nick. Fucking hell. You, you, you go to football to escape <laughs> from the reality of what can be shit going on in the country. And you go there. You want to be entertained. You want to see your team win. You want to have a good time. You want to jump out of your seat. You want to get the adrenaline going. And yeah, you want to see three points. Doing stuff I know. Like yeah, well, I'm under control. I'm okay. The you wine, under, the wine keeps me. The wine keeps me on. A, yeah, but that's only when you broke my freaking ribs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying, go for it, and we'll be there, and we and we'll still be in that top end of the table where we need to be. Love it. Love it. Uh, Woody's saying we haven't lost at Warsaw in the league since 2017. Oh, well, that's just buggered it. Oh. Isn't it? Cheers, Woody. <laughs> Cheers, Woody. Well done, Woody. Uh, um, there's, there's, there's Toby. Let's go all over them and win 3 0. Definitely not a game of two halves. Like, I love it. Oh. Toby, I love you so much. Uh, I think the pressure is on at home. The players can feel it need to get behind them to get them playing for us, says Guy. Ned, have we killed enough time for you to put uh, an impromptu Ned report together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we have, right, I've only gone back like 10 odd years, but um, we've played. Oh, you did that quick. 
Mm. Thank you. Um, Mike McFly would be proud of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We only played Warsaw once on Boxing Day previously, and we beat them 4-1. The last three of four Boxing Day games, I say Boxing Day, the closest game to Boxing Day. Sometimes it hasn't fallen on Boxing Day, but um, the last three of four have ended in draws. Um, So... But, um, yeah, the only times we've lost in the last 10 years on Boxing Day has been to teams, well, Luton, the championship. You got spanked. Yep, absolutely spanked. And Brentford of the Premier League. So Mm. we've only lost against the the top teams on Boxing Day. So if you beat us on Boxing Day, you're going to have a good few years ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, opposition. Yeah. <laughs> Next season, get on the bet for Warsaw in the championship. <laughs> um, impromptu question that, that I've just thought of, um, and, and <laughs> you guys might not have an answer. But looking back in the in the in the history books, as it were, as Ned's just done there, does anyone have if I said to you a boxing day fixture, is there one that springs to mind for anyone for good or bad reasons? Does anyone go back to any boxing day games and think that sticks out in the memory at all? I mean, Fun. I have one. The 5-0 defeat to Luton sticks out of my mind. I remember that. Matty Taylor scored a little lone goal and that Oxford player scored a couple. Hey, hey. I remember going, oh, this is not great. Um, <laughs> this isn't great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't undersell it, will you, Ben? You win to draws a couple of games and you Lindsay out. You get spanked 5-0 on Boxing Day. Oh, this isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of some. That's why I asked Ned. I'm just trying to think of some fantastic Boxing Day wins. But the one that guess, the I one guess. that jumps out for me personally, and, and I can't remember what year it was. I'm sure Ned will, will be able to work it out if if I talk slowly enough. Um, but there was a Boxing Day game away at Yeovil where Barry Core scored the winner, and the ball trickled over the line, and the sl- it was one of those where like I seemed to be celebrating. For about 10 minutes before the ball had even crossed the line. It was one of those slow motion ones. Um, but yeah, that, that's the only that's the only one that if I think Boxing Day that springs to mind was Yeovil away when, when Core scored the winner. Um, and and I, I remember it because it was the year that everybody seemed to get food poisoning. Um, and only half the Swindon fans that had tickets actually seemed to turn up. I mean, I was on one of the, the fan coaches at the time and the coach was nearly empty and I had loads of space on the way there and the way back for myself. I was pretty much stood on my stood on my own behind the goal. I was looking for someone to celebrate with, but we were all sparse, separate from each other. It's like it's like clicks in Mean Girls for those of you that have seen that film. It was ridiculous. But uh, but yeah, that's the only Boxing Day game that that jumps out for me. Um, Woody's got involved again. Uh, he's showing off now, isn't he? Uh, but he must have finished his rapping. Uh, Luton was so annoying as we'd only beat <laughs> their place about five weeks earlier. Um, but yeah, Boxing Day wise, that's that's the only one that that jumps out for me. Um, this is the last proper, and I and I use these for two reasons. One, because do we do proper shows? Do, do we class this as proper proper <laughs> streaming? Uh, and secondly, I, I use the word proper because uh, there's there's some more news to follow later in the show about our festive program. But uh, this is our last proper show. Uh, definitely before Christmas and, and of the and of the year. So we, we'd like to just have a quick look ahead to some of the other festive fixtures. 
And two more away games, Ben. Uh, the Falls Rush Northampton, where a large number of our of our contingent will all be there. And then Colchester away on New Year's Day. Um, take Include Warsaw in it, Ben. Yeah. Nine points guaranteed over Christmas, yeah? Um, if you give me that, do you know what? If you give me six, I'll bite your hand off. Um, if I give you what, you'll bite my hand off? Six points. Oh, six. Noise. Sorry. <laughs> what do you think I said? Oh, I didn't hear the eye in the middle, that's for sure. Why, why do you think we've never seen Sarah's hand? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, do you know what? Tough games, though. That look, that the, the, the importance of a victory at the Warsaw is huge because then we can go into some uh, Northampton's going to be a, a tricky one, but we can go into that with a little bit of confidence. If we can start on the front foot tomorrow because Northampton is tough, they beat us without spectacular football, we're just being well organized, really tough to break down, man, mountain of a side. And they'll have their top scorer playing with them that day. However, the fools will be there. Joe's pigs and blankets will be there and eating. Well, I'll beat you all at bowling. So we'll be in top boys. It'll be amazing. And then, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And then hopefully we go to Colu, bless site, and we'll win there too. Uh, if ever there was someone who needed an injection of some festive spirit, it's it's Pete. Um, nil, 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 nil. Oh, please. <laughs> Three clean sheets and <laughs> one win. Oh, Brim would be like, yeah. Three, Three points a win, is a win. <laughs> plus, if it's, plus, then it'll be like the start of the season and Ben will be telling us that we're difficult to beat again. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'd say we've been in different, in different festive period because we didn't lose any games. It just didn't win many either. A bit indifferent. Oh, <laughs> ben is such a negative moo-moo nowadays. He's not biting anyone's hands off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not Craig level. I'm still not Craig level. <laughs> True. Uh, Ned, so uh, Northampton away, Colchester away, difficult places to go. Of, well, I mean, it, it, that's a footballing cliche if ever there was one, but Northampton in particular. And, and I don't think we have a particularly great record at Colchester off the top of my head. So, no. so it's going to be a difficult festive period, isn't it? Didn't they snatch a draw from us? They, they're the team who had two players sent off and snatched a draw yeah, against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 scored and then they sneaked a set player in the end after going down to time. Even the keeper got sent off and we let them get back in the game. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> size team as well. We never, we've never got like a bragging rights with Sai ever, have we? So it's just, it just seems to be a bit of a bogey team for us. But I don't know. We'll. Just to clarify, I've just seen Sarah and still not seen her hand. <laughs> There's two Jack. hands there, but how do we know that's not Jack? Very feminine for Jack hands. It's all that washing up you make making. all that washing up, yeah. Small <laughs> green, very liquid. Carry on, Ned. Sorry, mate. Oh well, they're two really tough games. Um, I would be happy with a five-point haul if I'm honest. From the three games, yeah, um, um, but you know, possibly it's just Northampton. Northampton won. Oh, it's going to be such a battle, isn't it? It's going to be a physical battle. 
we're not particularly the best with physical battles. Um, Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, festive, festive spirits taken over here. I'm, I'm joyous. Yeah, yeah. I'm bubbling. Nice. Full of eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> eggnog. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not convinced to win at Northampton. It'd be. A, it'd be a, a very, very good point. A draw. Get one there. Draw yeah. The Colchester. It's a, again. It's it's a game we should win, but we just don't typically have a huge amount of luck. So. You know, we'll see. Uh, I, you know, I think five points would be good. Seven points would be even better. Okay, Nick. I'm looking for seven points over the three yeah. games. I think we'll win at Northampton. Love going to Northampton. Actually, uh, a lot nice. of people say it's a horrible crap stadium, but I've, I've always enjoyed going there. Um, might be because it's probably fairly close to where I live and I can get there quicker than I can get to Swindon. Parking's decent. Um, you've got food, you've got bowling and yeah, the it's, it's yeah, it's quite decent. <laughs> and and I'll um I'm gonna say this, but I'm gonna apologize to Joe in the first place. I don't say I, you don't like pigs and blankets. No, no, no. Oh God no. No, I, I'm gonna say when I took my lad probably for his first, one of his first away games to Northampton and the chant was Northampton Wank, wank, wank. Northampton. Wank, wank, wank. So Doesn't I said to him, to do it, though. <laughs> when you get home, please do not repeat that to your mother. <laughs> Which thankfully he didn't. So, um, I mean, we've had some great results at Northampton. Um, I missed the one where we won with, uh, I think, McGovern's late goal. Um, and the uh, Canio ran down the pitch. Um, and uh, celebrated, oh, and I've actually got a signed photo of that, so which is really good. So, if anyone wants to give me a bid for that signed photo, just give me a text and uh, we could do a deal. Um, I can remember Leiden's goal at Northampton late on where we won 1 0. Cracking game that was absolutely brilliant, and the away fans were going mental. So, I, I think we'll get a result there. Um, Colchester. Horrible place to go. Horrible ground. Absolutely soulless. Absolutely hate going there. Lego brick. Um, and so I'm I'm seeing us getting seven, if not nine points over the weekend. We're, we're, very, we're up for it. You used some very harsh words there. And the one that really jumped out at me was soulless. So the complete opposite of soulless is our next Fool's panellist. Welcome. Better late than never. He's He's delayed, not late. It's Craig. <laughs> Yay! Merry Christmas, Craig. Merry Hi, Craig. Christmas, uh, evening all. Merry Christmas to you all. And um, yeah, Fifey, you're, you're going to trigger a seizure in me in a minute with that flashing light there. <laughs> um, <laughs> crikey. I love, Hi, it. I love it, mate. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. How are you all? All right? Yeah. We're all good. Oh, good. good. Thank you. Good, good to um, join you. We're just talking about the the festive fixtures, so uh, so we'll we'll jump you straight in here. Walsall at home, Northampton away, Colchester away between Boxing Day and New Year's Day. What sort of points haul are you looking for from that? Nine. <laughs> I want good, nine good luck, yes, great. <laughs> yes, I'm not saying that will happen. I'm not saying that happen. Um, I mean, look, I, I think if we can get six points out of the nine, I, I don't think that's too much to ask. Um, like you know. 
getting back-to-back wins, that helps. It's always a good morale boost. But um, Northampton's obviously going to be the tough one. Um, I think we should, you know, it's it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, it's, it's a tough run. I mean, we're, I, I guess, though, although with Northampton, they'd have played three games in nine days, whereas we've only played two. So we might, you know, they, they might have a, a few more tired players than we do. We'll be a bit more fresh, obviously. So, um so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that um, we can. I I don't see why we shouldn't come away with six points. I'll be very disappointed if we don't. If we only get one win as well, it's it's going to be um, it's going to become quite toxic again, isn't it? So um, so yeah, but yeah, I think I think six out of nine points is um, is not unreasonable. Okay, I don't I don't want to jump in when when you're doing the serious bit, Craig. But obviously, we're not known for being serious on this show, um, so. We, we have become, over the, the two and a bit years we've been doing this now, something of style icons, obviously. And, and that's never been more noticeable than right now when you get these comments. Joe saying, Craig was late as he was at Ned's Barber's. <laughs> and, then, and then Kieran saying, Craig, who did your hair? We'll get them for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, actually, um... It's actually Gaza. Gaza's down um, down Farringdon Road in town. So give give him a you know give him give him a shout. He's uh, yeah he's he's uh, yeah he's good. I've all had a haircut today, by the way. The, the only problem the only problem with a skin fade is it only lasts a week, so I will have to get it bloody cut again. But there we go. I'm not cool enough for a skin fade. Jeez. Oh, you are. You are, Ned. You could pull off a skin fade, man. Actually, what it what it is, Craig? That train goes f- so fast it just shaves you off. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, faster, um, so off camera, we, we've already briefly mentioned it tonight. But off camera, Ben was telling us about his uh, visit to the Turkish barbers, and uh, and and Jack actually off camera did say, "Ben, have you got a fade going on?" And then said, "No, it's just a bald patch." <laughs> no, 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 it is faded. He used different clippers and stuff, so it's yes, a little bit the fake ones. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just, we'll just cut through your <laughs> hair. <laughs> ben, just, 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 just wash the strength back in, mate. You'll be all right. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I quite like it. It looks wonderful. Yeah. Like, whole face. <laughs> Looking twenty weeks younger, says God. <laughs> Cheers, God. Thanks, mate. <laughs> oh dear me. Um, shall we shall we cover some admin next? Uh, now that now that Craig's here, oh, can oh, make God, sure. I'm glad I got to the exciting bit. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, mate, because I've saved your bit for next. Don't worry. Uh, the bit that you've really prepped for, because you know we're, oh, we're you didn't again have to hold out for me, but that's very kind of you. something. Something we're we're very much known for is prep on this on this show. Um, so if I could start by we've mentioned it before. Um, and, and I hope I get all the details right on this. But at the at the Boxing Day fixture, I believe Claire will be amongst those um, with the buckets outside the ground for the Henry Allen uh, appeal that we spoke about before. We donated the, the chocolate oranges for it as well um, a few weeks back. Um, and, yeah, the, the, the Boxing Day game is flat. And I, I have heard that the details aren't all set yet. But as part of that as well, late up, sort of mid to late January, there's also going to be a, a charity quiz uh, set up for, for those who are running it. And, and I believe Clem's getting involved and possibly Rob's getting involved as well. So so excellent for the club to be supporting local charities like that. Um, 
And yeah, so, so just a little shout out from us that, again, as we will say, if you're able to, uh, we're not in admin again. Oh, he asked my. Um, <laughs> if, if you are able to, because as we've said all along, times are difficult right now. If you are able to spare anything and, and you see any of the volunteers there with the buckets on Boxing Day, please, please do help out if you can. It's a very, very worthy cause. Um, I would never be able to do it justice by talking about it, but. I, I love to feel we've do, we've done our bit just by raising awareness of what they're trying to do. Um, we, we played the video out a couple of weeks ago that was sent to us, and, and Debs has obviously been quite forthcoming with information as well. So if you're able to, uh, please do. Um, fools rush in over Christmas. As I said a little while ago, this is our last normal episode uh, of the year, of 2023. Um, but fear not. We are not disappearing. We are not going away. Um, Boxing Day, at Craig's request, I, I, being a nice, being a nice tyrant and owner of this whole franchise, have said that the uh, the minions can have Boxing Day off, and uh, so, but fools will still be here on Monday night from nine. Don't worry, because I have got a very special festive edition of Friends of Fools coming on. We have got a a panel of some of our favourite guests, our favourite friends all coming on to talk about the Warsaw game. Uh, I won't give away who is on it. They, they can announce if they're on it. But but we've got a panel of about four or five joining me, nine o'clock, Boxing Day night. None of the regulars, but a lot of our favourite friends coming on to talk about Boxing Day. See if they've had a lovely Christmas. And you never know, I might have a word with Craig before he fully switches off and say maybe... Maybe we'll set up a defend the indefensible for them. You never know. Because because they all signed up for that, obviously. <laughs> I haven't told them this yet. But yes, yeah, so Boxing Day from nine, festive Friends of Fools will be on. And on Friday the 30th, we're at least going to attempt, whether it goes well or not, we're going to attempt something a little bit different as some of the Fools get together for sort of a pre-New Year's Eve um, we're just going to play some games. If anyone familiar with Jackbox, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna keep it relatively tame while we're live. And uh, But yeah, we're going to try and do an STFC themed version of some Jackbox games. A few of your favourite fools will be on and, uh, and we'll stream that as best as we can. Um, so there we go. That That is our festive programme. Oh, and of course, as I already mentioned, there's, there's quite a few of us, at least 50% of fools, I think, are heading to Northampton on the 29th. So... I'm sure there'll be various match day content of people saying cheers with various drinks and maybe there'll be the odd hat report, Nick. We will try, see who we can get. Um, with this being the last proper show of the year, guys, a, a little question for you. Um, what has been some of your highlights of 2022? It doesn't have to be Swindon Town themed, your personal highlights of 2022. Uh, let's start. Let's start with Nick. Ooh. Highlights of 2022 were the main thing was the birth of my grandson on St George's Day. You know what a what a day what a day to be born, uh -huh. uh, little Theo. Um, and <laughs> as as I've said many times on here before, two days later. Um, I had a heart attack and ended up in hospital. So my highlight was the absolutely incredible care I was given by the National Health Service 
in Oxford at the JR where I had my triple heart bypass, which um, after a little bit of complications on the day went well. Glad to say I'm, I'm, I'm sort of deemed fully fit as I will be at my age. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that without a doubt, um, little Theo was, was, was my highlight of, of that period. And um, getting better after such a traumatic experience and, you know, putting my wife through hell for that period. So, you know, thanks, Di, for your support. You were absolute diamond. Absolutely love you to bits. And uh, Sorry, I'm just hoping... You missed an obvious pun there by saying she was a diamond. Oh, oh well, oh, I didn't even God. think of that. Well done, Fifey. Crack, crack on. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was... Uh, yeah, w wonderful. And, I hope, um, you know, I just want 2023 to be a better year you know, for me, for my family, and it seems cheesy, you know, but for everybody else. And and the, the other main thing oh, I'd say is... almost congeniality now. I, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm going soppy, I'm going soft, but joining you guys on Fool's Rushing, you welcome me, you know, as, as the oldie on the panel. I absolutely love it. I look forward to Mondays and Fridays. It, it's been brilliant. And, uh, you know, having had a great night out at Christmas, Looking forward to Northampton. Bradford was immense. Just love you guys to bits and just thank you. And it, it's, it's brilliant. Just, yeah, absolutely love all of you. So more of it in 2023. I have to say, Nick. Nick, Nick it, it was worth having you join us just to see you wear that waistcoat alone, mate. That, that was, <laughs> absolutely. Brilliant, mate. I'm uh, sorry. That, that was um, that was really nice, mate. And you know, you you've you've added so much to our pod since you come on, mate. Yeah, yeah. appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate and, it. Mate. Uh, and Mike says, if Nick's fully fit, maybe he can play boxing. Then <laughs> <laughs> the top half is fit. The bottom half, my knees are absolutely knacked. So no. <laughs> uh, for Nick, he's, the best he's looking, so, oh, sorry, Ned, go on. I was going to say, the best thing for Nick is the fact that, you know, for joining the pod is definitely so we can group as many female um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wives and, and all sorts. He's had done with, with females are crazy. Boxing day. Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you will, Nick. Yeah. Uh, Pete, Pete's cheered up a little bit from his uh, earlier pessimism. Highlight of 2022, Derbyshire Reds hospitality day out for the Olden game at the CG. Fuck Jurassic John. Oh, yes. uh, Ned, your your highlights for 2022? Oh, getting getting the hair back for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got such a short memory, and I'm going to miss out some key points, I'm sure, but... <laughs> that you know, um, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, at this rate, you're missing all the key points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this, it, it's, I, I mean, I've, I've been doing it for over a year, but this, 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 this year has sort of been the predominantly the most of it, and I've had a wonderful time on air. Um, it's been incredible. Um, I really enjoyed um, Bryony coming on a couple of times. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really good, and you know we I, I think that we're sort of partly responsible for elevating the women's game as well, which is obviously a, a wonderful sort of feeling going on there. Um, and uh, well, you know, my kids have had a, a really good year school wise, so that's 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 wonderful. Yeah. So 
Um, nice. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm proud of all my family, all my family. So, yeah, I, it's been it's been a good year. It's been a good lovely. Year. I love that, mm. uh, Ben. Yeah. No, it's been it's been a good year. It's been a good year for the family. It's been a good year for the Fools, and it's been a reasonable year for STFC. Um, I'll keep this STFC related. Probably one of my, do you know what? Well, my best get-in moments, other than the probably, obviously the playoffs and everything, was still that Jurassic John, as you say, the victory at Oldham. That was the redemption. That was just to give that back after that was good. But we go look back to the playoffs. Also, the continuation of Fools with you guys and everything, meeting up, uh, meeting up with friends of Fools, watching us grow. Uh, watching the site grow, um, meeting people that watch us as well. It still yeah, baffles me that people baffles me. spend their own Friday night and choose to watch us, and then they stop me and go, Hello, Ben, it's Ben from Fools. And they go, Hello, spare five minutes to chat with me of their time and everything. And I'm blown away each time. Uh, I'm just, uh, it just I, I just feel really like, <laughs> oh, it's it's really really nice, and it's really appreciated. And every one of you, love you all. You're all superstars. Thank you so much. But yeah. Uh, before I forget, and before I bring Craig in, we did get a tweet earlier from Gav, who, as we know, he's he's away in tropical climates at the moment. He's uh, he did tweet me earlier to say I'm going to catch up with uh, the show tomorrow, but I'd like to wish you and all the rest of the FRI crew. A very Merry Christmas. Hope you have a great one. Gav, the, very much the same to you from all of us, mate. Pleasure meeting you earlier this year. And, and I hope you enjoy Christmas in whichever part of the world you are currently uh, you are currently in. Uh, Craig, highlights of 2022 for you, sir? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really got any sort of Swindon Town related, to be honest. Um, I think sort of for me this this year as as, I, as as you guys all know and as people who watch our pod especially our mental health one um I struggle with depression and anxiety and it hit me quite bad this year and mm. I was off work for a couple of months but I'm now back at you know I've been back at work since August and feeling a lot better now feeling more like myself and you know it can be as as some of you guys know and and, and as some of you have have, have had to go through yourselves it can be quite debilitating at, at, at times and um but yeah I, I feel a lot better so getting through that and you know you sort of doubt yourself if you can get through it like with any illness like you know like with what happened with Nick and everything you sometimes doubt you think can you get through it and everything and and I had those doubts but I've, I was really pleased that I got through that and I'm I'm feeling a lot a lot better now and um again as, as we've always said if you are feeling that way go to your doctors first talk to yeah. someone if, if 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 you can so so yeah. it was you know it, all right it didn't it, it wasn't great because I had to go through that but getting through it was definitely a highlight for me oh I nearly forgot Christ how can I, how can I forget uh, not that the two are related of course of course I got um, married in um I've done that in the wrong order, really, hadn't I? I was lucky enough to be at the reception. I was going yeah, to give you a little yeah. nudge in the private chat if you didn't mention this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Christ, can you imagine? She, she, she bloody kill me. Um, but yeah, Vicky, who um, me and her have been together uh, 13 years now. So, um, so yeah, so we finally tied the knot this year, and it would have been sooner, obviously, but because of because um, of lockdown and, and and all that. So it's great to um to that, and uh, you know, it's great 
you know, that was obviously a really good day um, for me and, and Vicky. And obviously seeing Fifey and Joe who came all the way down, you know, to, to you know, to my wedding and um, Woody and Kieran and, um, you know, Christian, it came on my stag weekend as well earlier on in the year. And that was, you know, that was, that was really well, good. Well, between them, they attempted it anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 that's, that's it. So, um, <laughs> So yeah, so that that was that was good as well. Um, also, um, the lionesses, of course, as well. You know, I think I think that was that was an absolute brilliant um, highlight, um, and that sort of spurred um, spurred my youngest, my five year old. In she, yeah, she's five five years now. I've got too many kids; I can't remember their ages. Um, <laughs> but, but she loves football, which is great because no, none of my vast tribe have really been that interested in in football. So you know, long may that. Um, continue. Um, my eldest, she did really well with her GCSE. She's studying criminology at college, which I can't fucking even begin to comprehend. You know where she's got now having to hide past indiscretions as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't even begin to comprehend where she's got the intelligence from to be able to do something, something like that. So I'm immensely, uh, immensely proud of her, as I am all, all my kids. So. So yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a good year. It's been a really good year, and um, yeah, hopefully an even better twenty twenty three with with some success for the for the town as well. Well, indeed. Uh, not wanting to throw anyone under the bus here, Ben, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a minute to have a think, and then I'll come back to you because although there's been a loose mention to STFC, everyone so far has mentioned their family for the most part, and yeah, and you kind of said, oh, it's been a good year for the family, but I'm going to keep it Swindon Town related, so I'll give you a minute just to, just to maybe get, get something family orientated in. While you have a thing, um, I'm going to bring Garth's comment up before I highlight Woody's, because the highlight for his 2022 was getting dragged to the STFC Christmas party on a work night with no dinner in him, smashing three or four points, and pints and being sick in the back garden without anyone knowing now i'm just going to say that there's something in that household because danny obviously came on <laughs> our christmas night out and was equally ill afterwards so something tells me <laughs> but although they are without question great value on a day, night out the day after you don't want to be anywhere near them that's for sure is, is that why they both don't come out together then? The imagery is strong there. Um, although they did announce that they're getting married next year. So obviously, oh, congratulations. Very oh. um, and we look forward to reading and seeing and hearing all sorts about it in the lead up to it. At least, Pretty sure it was next year I saw the date. I hope I've not got that wrong and ruined something. Mm -hmm. um, Woody's been in touch as well. Um, he said delivering his first Royal International Air Tattoo was freaking awesome. In fact, we got to second year and seeing square <laughs> is awesome. Um, STFC related, had some cracking away days this year. And anything with us is always a laugh. Um, oh, hang on. All the comments have now skipped because I'm, I'm missing someone trying to hold the page. Uh, other than that, highlights include leaving Craig Stagdo early, leaving Swindon Town women, and losing his favourite bobble hat. Uh, <laughs> among his favourites. Uh, in relation to Craig's, I've already posted Joe's love the honesty, Craig. There's Pete with the, the, the strength emoji. Uh, Garv there. Uh, glad to hear you're feeling better. Um, and if you ever feel like getting down the boxing gym and training in the new year, 
he'd love to help. Oh, wow. No. Okay. We could certainly all... Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Garth, not one. a chance in hell. <laughs> Garth, which gym? Well, I mean, that's because I said about the, the white-collar boxing, wasn't it, the other day, and what I would like to give that a go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll, yeah, I might... Um, Mr. Yeah, you crack, Craig. You represent this. You crack on, mate. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Danny with some honesty. Didn't even know he was sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for me, um, my my personal highlight of this year was to be able to. Uh, unfortunately, for for my own reason, I didn't. But to be able to see my lad get his black belt earlier this year was yes, was unbelievable. Um, I was I was so proud of him. Um, I got to watch the the last day of it, um, and it was unbelievable what he went through. And and just to see just to see him at the end of it, but more so what's come after and how he and himself has changed. As, as a result of having this black belt, it's been unbelievable. I ticked off one of my bucket list destinations this year. I got to spend a, a few days in Rome, um, which was always a place I wanted to go to. So that was good. And yeah, kind of echoing. And it sounds the obvious thing to say, but it's genuinely true. Um, to, to see how far, particularly since the start of this season, so go back to like August, how this pod has, has just gone on leaps and bounds and is, is far, far in excess of what I ever believed when I sent the likes of Ben and Woody that first message to say, I've got this idea, you know, just over two years ago. I've got this idea, do you fancy being involved to where we are now? I, I, I just can't comprehend it. Um, and, and and it is true, like what Ben said, I I always consider myself when we do this, I, I jokingly say to you, like, I'm the least famous person on my own podcast because – like being like removed from Swindon and and not going to as many games as you guys. So when I got to to when I got to Mansfield away, <laughs> and people were recognising me. It was like bizarre. I did not know how to how to cope with that. And and it's like I said earlier, it's still strange. I love the fact that we have people that that come along once twice a week and and watch and join along live. Um, it's it. it like I love it so much, and and this is thanks to you guys now. Like you always like say it's thanks to you starting it. It's not now. I am just the guy that pushes the buttons. You no, guys no, make no, it what no, it is, no, no, no. and and it's unbelievable. And I love it so much to the point. Um, you know, I, I was very lucky that the, the gear that I I use now to make myself appear a bit more professional that was very kindly gifted to me <clears throat> by Ned, as as I've said before, and I'm incredibly grateful. And just the other day, I, re I received a package in the post, um, which I never dreamed would come. And, and it's a, a Fools Rushing mug. We've got an STFC tile there with Fools Rushing along the side oh. and a tree decoration, which got pride of place on my Christmas tree now. And I, I just, it, it blew my mind. I was, I was unbelievably happy that that it that we have that sort of impact and, and people like it and, Honestly, I, I could talk for days about it, but that they are without question my highlights of this year for me personally. Um, yeah, but black belt. I'm, sorry, Ned, have I, did I say something wrong? No, 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 no. I, I just, yeah, I thought you was going to say something else, and then I was. Oh, okay. <laughs> black belt, and then you said it. I was like, oh, okay, there we go. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got very confused why Black Belt popped up in the, in the chat there. Um, 
Craig, unless there's anything else, I think that covers all the admin bits. I, I guess if it, if it does cover the admin bits, yeah, I, I don't know what was in the admin bits. That's so fine. Uh, and what I will there, do, we'll that. what I will do, because because uh, Deputy Craig will shoot me if I don't. Please um, continue to to like the YouTube videos, yes. um, give the reviews on the various podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Pods, etc. Five, Five stars. stars. Five stars. Um, uh, uh, but equally, we're happy to take the we're happy to take the criticism. If there's something you don't like, let us know. And yeah, um, let us know in the comments because it doesn't make any fucking difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and equally, suggestions. We, we love to. It, we'd love to know what you guys want to see us do. Um, we, we are pushing without giving anything away. We are very hopeful of having some excellent guests in the new year. Um, both ex-Swindon Town and maybe some non-necessarily Swindon Town related uh, personnel as well. Um, you've seen that that we like getting people involved. We've been delighted to welcome the likes of Claire and Joe uh, in, for, in for episodes, uh, among others. Uh, Liam from Lower League Look, I'm sure he'll be back. Cy, I'm sure he'll be back um, in, in no time at all as well, unless, of course, we lose to Colchester, in which case we might not speak to him for a little while. Um, and we have to shout out Lower League Look, by the way, for their content over last week with the, the McCurdy and Payne interviews as well, being superb. Um, and who's playing me in the background? Sorry, that's me. <laughs> oh. Uh, but yes, pl please do continue to, to leave the likes, leave the reviews, leave everything, because it, it helps with the algorithm stuff that is beyond, beyond my comprehension. And uh, but, but Craig understands it. And of course, we, we do we do Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, apparently, as well, which, uh, which I know Craig loves. So uh, follow us on all the socials. And there's loads of bonus content as well. But that's enough of me talking. Let's move on. And let's let Craig take control for a little bit. Because earlier this season, or at the beginning of the season, we did some predictions. Um, and uh, before I flash up the, the graphic of what, what, what we predicted the table would look like, Craig, you went back to that uh, preview episode and picked out some interesting quotes. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I thought, well, obviously, start with what we all thought for Swindon. So there was quite a few of us on that, that day. I, I think the only people who weren't on were Joe... Kieran and Rich, if I do recall, but so it was a big panel that was on. So, um, so when it came to like where we thought Swindon would um, would finish, um, Ben went for um, playoffs, possible top three, um, so similar to last season. Um, Ned reckoned um, playoffs, but thought we could also finish um, top three, and um, he, he, his um, quote was. We destroyed teams with our style of football. <laughs> we'll do it again this, this, this year. So. I'll stick by it. <laughs> and um, was was a was a reckon we could do top three. And he reckoned, and of course he loves um, he loves McDonald. And uh, he said the leader McDonald would make the the difference. Um, Mark was saying that the results will be sketchy. Um, well, fair play, Mark. You got that right. Yeah, you <laughs> get that right. Uh, uh, he, he said that obviously that pain would be a big miss. Um, yeah. And, he questioned, yeah, he, whether, well. and he, he questioned whether McCurdy would be there at the end of August. Again, um, spot on. I mean, he he said Mystic anything. Mark. This is Mark. Yeah, he, he said anything other than promotion though would be a failure. So yeah. 
Yeah, but he, he, he felt at the at the state of play at that time that we'd finished between ninth and twelfth, so top top half. He he had us down for um, Ned. <laughs> they, this this is the first of the quotes. Ned, you you feature quite prominently, you and Ben on oh. this. <laughs> so this this was in reference to Gabe Sutton with his prediction. Gabe is talking out of his ass. <laughs> Yeah, what, does anyone remember what Gabe, Gabe predicted? I think he's he like had lower half of wasn't he? Sort of mid-table. Yeah, I think I think it was even bottom half. Yeah, mm. um, he said, "Yeah, don't listen to Gabe for fuck's sake." <laughs> <laughs> and, he I, said, "Trammy going to win the league, didn't he?" That was it. That that was exactly it. Yeah, you 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 questioned that, which I think was um, which was fair enough. What um, idiot would think Trammy would win the league? Shut yeah. up, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so going on to um, going on to Nick, uh, you had us third or, or automatics. Um, you felt you know we had a strong bench and stronger squad compared to last season. Um, not not relying on as as many loan loanees at that time um, at the beginning of the season. And of course, you had uh, Tramere at top. So um, less less said about that, the better. Um, long way to go. Long way to go. Long way to go. Yeah, <laughs> a long way to go as well. Um, Fifey had us down for the automatics as well. Um, I felt that we were stronger than last season, but as I've said many a times, I felt that last season was a missed opportunity. Too many unknowns. Um, I felt that the first eleven was weaker, as I've said many many times. Um, I think I had us just missing out on the playoffs, um, from what I can remember. Um, Woody said top seven with the current squad at that time, um, but that we just needed another striker and minor and a few minor changes. Of course, we still need that bloody striker, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he was confident that if we got that striker and a few extra additions, there was no reason why we couldn't get into the um, the, the top three. Um, yeah, and also, oh yeah, of course, um, uh, Woody said uh, Wakelin is the next Jerry Yates, so. So to be to be fair, you know his first, you know his first couple of months, he was looking looking that way until he saw Jerry Lyon, yeah. But um, but I think overall, when we did the graphic, we decided between us to put um Swindon into the playoffs. No, we had him in automatics. Oh, in the automatics, did we? Yeah, oh, we had him third. All right, yeah, yeah, that's um. Okay, fair <clears> enough, miles yeah. off, you know, it's not terrible predictions. Crawley, look at Crawley. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got a few. I mean, I, um, do you want me to just speak about the? Not, not. I won't go through all the teams. Yeah, go on, mate. Like, but just those that we. Um, so, like um, Carlisle, for instance, where we got eight, um, put them eighteen to twenty second. Uh, Ned said, "Shit club, shit players, shit, club, <laughs> shit city." What's on, Ned? Stop the fence, there, mate. <laughs> So I think, so yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, in, um, and and where are they now? Seventh, seventh in the league. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, stand by it. <laughs> I mean, Wimbledon, a top half. We we got that right, didn't we? Um, Barrow, we had down for relegation. We obviously got that that wrong. Uh, Bradford, we had in the autos, automatics. So a little bit off there. And obviously Carlisle in the in, in the 
down the bottom. Um, Colchester, Ben had a, had them down to be relegated, and we had them down bottom half. And to be fair, Ben was when Ben's right at the moment. And they're in that relegation spot, so so yeah. And then of course Crawley was the contentious one, wasn't it? Um, yeah, uh, it's um, but yeah, Ben didn't like Crawley uh, to say to say the least. Um, you didn't like their arrogance, their, their arrogant owners. That that was it. You you did make pains to differentiate between the ownership setup and the actual club it's it's itself um you were quite scathing to be fair um nice. you you said i hope they fall flat on their ass um <laughs> i though i was i was adamant that they'd be in the automatics i was i, I was absolutely a- adamant so obviously i was i was wrong wrong there and i felt that they'd be competing for the same type of players as we would be in january but I don't think that would uh, that would be the case now. Um, then we went on to um, Doncaster. We we had Doncaster in the top half, which they are, to be fair. Uh, Crew bottom half, which they are. Um, Gillingham. We didn't have Gillingham in the relegation, but we did have them in the in the bottom half. Um, and then Grimsby, which was um, Fifey's underdogs. Um, you, you had them for as um, playoff contenders. Yeah, um, yeah, not bad. The whole momentum thing, which was a you know absolutely fair point, and they also kept the majority of their squad from last season. So, so yeah, that you know, I mean, to be fair, it's, obviously it's still early days, but you know, they, they, that's still a possibility, obviously, isn't it? So, so yeah, um, Harrogate we had down in the bottom half, which which they are in the 18 to 20 seconds, despite their obviously their their good start. So, so we were right about that. Um, Hartlepool, um, Woody had them down as a surprise for the playoffs. Um, <laughs> what a Woody! Yeah, um, he can't get everything right, I suppose. No, no, he oh, can't. Woody. I think, but I think the general consensus was that we had them sort of down near the in the bottom half. I think me and Wazza and Ben were all pretty much in agreement then. Um, one of the surprising things that I found was Leighton Orient. Um, we, we only had them either in playoffs or top half, which yeah, I, I thought we'd have been a bit more generous towards them. But mm. yeah, um, Ned pointed out the, the signing of George Monker, of course, who was someone who you know we we could have we could okay. have done with to be fair, and obviously the Wellens effect. Um, and also Ben pointed out that they had the best manager in League Two in Richie yes. Wellens. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. You still got the best yeah. manager in the league. Well, the proof is in the pudding, isn't it, mate? At the end of the day, so so yeah. He knows I thought Flynn was the good one. Sorry, I thought I, I thought Flynn was the good one, Ben. No, Flynn was <laughs> one of the good ones. <laughs> All right, sorry. pretty good. When... Um, so yeah, then we had um, then we had Mansfield. Um, I think we, it was a toss up between automatics and playoffs, which is pretty much what it's looking like at the at the moment. Um, Mark was adamant that Ad- Atkins will be their le- will be the leading goal scorer in the division this season. I don't know how many goals he has scored. No, no, um, he's, not, he's not rated there. But um, <laughs> there, again, and I'm sorry, Ned, but some of your quotes are just absolutely awesome, mate. <laughs> you, 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 uh, I just think Mansfield are one of those teams that's always going to languish in League Two. <laughs> <laughs> 
Says the Swindon Town fan. League one and two, to be fair. We haven't yeah, really, yeah, you know, yeah. we normally sort of get out eventually, don't we? But um, but yeah. And then um and then there's um so then we had Newport, which I think we all agreed um would, would be down the near the bottom, which they pretty much are 18th. So so we were right about Newport. Mm. Um Northampton. Now, it's a quote from me this time to show how wrong <laughs> I've been. Um, I said, basically, they're a physical team that shit houses. There's so many better teams than them in this league, and they are third. So, they still shit house, uh, though, Craig. I'll give you that. Still, yeah, that was probably about the only thing I was right, mate, at the end of the day. But, <laughs> very, but, very yeah. good at shit housing. I think to be fair though, Northampton was the one that I think we we just had a broad view. So there was me with the more extreme at the bottom. There was some who said automatics and playoffs. So we in the end we put them in the eight to twelve um, position, top half basically. But but yeah, obviously we weren't um, weren't too good about that. Uh, Rochdale eighteen to twenty two. So yeah, again we're right about that. It's surprising now. You know, quite a few. Considering we're shit at score predictions, yeah, we, we've you know a lot of these predictions we've we've got you know we've, we've got quite right. Um, uh, Salford again, that was sort of eight to twelve. So yeah, again, they're, they're ninth position, so they're in a bit of a transition. Much more eight to twelve than that. Yeah, yeah, they're they're in a bit of a <laughs> transitional season, aren't they? With a different um, type of manager, that that young manager, I've forgotten his bloody name now, but um, but yeah, um, and then we had Stevenage, which we, which as Woody has told us time and time again, he predict he predicted Stevenage. Um, it was me, Woody, and Fifey. We actually said Stevenage for the playoffs. Ben wasn't happy about this. Then, then I'll, tell what, I'll tell you what, the look on Ben's face when we said playoffs, it was like we cheated on him. I tell you, he, he just wasn't, he wasn't happy at all. Um, he, he was outraged. Um, Mark had him down as low as 17th and then everyone else was sort of in between, which to be fair, Ben, you had him sort of 13th to 17th. And in the end, we put him top half. And I, I, I still think they'll, they'll, I think now they'll, They'll they'll stay in the automatics. I can't see them, um, you know, falling away now. And then um, then it was um, Stockport, which um, Fifey had down as a possibility for the autos. And now yeah. we've got a now we've got a Wazza quote here. Absolute rubbish. This is a joke. I can't have them in the playoffs. So yeah, what was it? wasn't wasn't happy about that at all. And to be fair, he was right. It, it, I mean, but that wasn't just that wasn't just you, Fifey. The bookies were putting them as favourites, weren't they? At, yeah. I, I recall at the time, and quite a few, <coughs> quite a few other, um, quite a few other people were uh, pundits and stuff like that were saying about Stockport um, going up and all. And that's as that's as far as I got because I was at work and then I had to go work a train. So I didn't go I didn't do the last few ones like Warsaw and, and teams and teams like that. But um Is that yeah, why that... you were delayed, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's right, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing I'm doing my podcast, yeah. Um, yeah, um but yeah, I don't know if you want to put the graphic back up again, Fifey, when you've when you've Yeah, one sec, I've just knocked my tree decorations down, hang on. Oh no. <laughs> oh dude. But yeah, I, I think yeah. um 
and that's that was the recap of the um of our falls predictions really so so obviously we got barrow wrong um sutton probably slightly wrong as well i don't think they'll get sucked into relegation but but yeah i think um yeah i mean bradford in bradford in the automatics as well is there anything anyone else wants to add add about that um I don't think we're a million miles away. We're obviously only hit what just a, just over halfway through the season. I, I think mm. there's still plenty of change to happen, and yeah. I don't I I don't believe that we'll be too far out. There's obviously the odd exception, but I don't think we'll be too far out by the time 46 games have been played. I sent you the wrong graphic there. We had Steve. I think we might have had Stevenage in the playoffs in the end because there's only three teams in the playoff position there when I screenshotted ah. it. But um, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think we were. I think we were quite, you know, at the, at the moment. And obviously, it's all to play for the rest of the season. But it was quite amusing going back and how sure we all were with our predictions and ev- everything. And uh, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was quite amusing. Um, for our last segment of tonight's episode, the last segment before Santa comes to deliver the three points on Boxing Day, um, it, it's the final question time of of 2023 really and and we've been sent a doozy for you guys um which i've prepared to flash up um who is town's greatest ever dcm and why is it matty hewlett Hewlett. (laughs) um ben you reacted best there so let's start with you who is it and why is it matty hewlett (laughs) it's not matty hewlett i'm sorry I have to say, just by the way, anyone watching this live, if you want to fire any questions in, we've got time. We've got nowhere to be. We'll answer the questions live. So fire them in the chat and and I'll flash them up on screen for the guys. But sorry, Ben, go on. Entertainment value, Darren Bullock. (laughs) 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 But entertainment value, Darren Bullock, he really did like to get stuck in, didn't he? Um, I think David Priest was a, a CDM as well back in the day. I think he was pretty good as well. Who was CDM? Um, who else was pretty good back there? Steve McMahon, I remember as well. He pulled the strings in front of the back four. In front of the back four, um, he was pretty good. Tough tackling. They're the one best ones to actually spring to mind. I think Mikey was all right, but he just played for us for a long time. He wasn't the best. Um, yeah, that's mine. Just on the previous topic, Rob's tweeted in. Uh, Merry Christmas to, to you and yours, Rob. Uh, got a feeling Stockport will get in the playoffs. Been pretty decent last few months. Uh, that's his take on the previous yes, topic. Could could um, CDM's Ned, Matty Hewlett. There's only one answer to this, and that's Glenn Hoddle. There's no it's one sweet. else. Well, but he, he was more he was more defensive midfielder, let's be honest. He wasn't he, he, he was sweeper, wasn't he? He He's officially back. sweeper, but he... But, but he, he was... Yeah, yeah, you're right. He but was, that, that uh, doesn't fit yeah, no, his he... narrative, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! <laughs> no, um, the, the, um, uh, him um, and the other, I would say, the other decent one I remember was Scott Leach. Scott um, Leach, you've got him. Yeah, he was quality. Good shout. Decent. Um, I think probably those are probably my top two, I'd say. Nick. Oh, he's on mute. Nick. <coughs> mute. Oh, Nick, you're on mute. 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 On your headset. 
Oh, I saw Turns Carnage as his standard. <laughs> oh, Nick. Nick Craig, Craig while, Nick, it? while Nick fixes it. Hang on, I'm on. Oh, hey. Hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let Nick speak. That's because I don't smoke anymore. I'm fiddling. <laughs> um, wow. Don't do that. <laughs> this is a post watershed production. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, right okay what i was saying is is it's quite difficult for me to say because I, I i missed a lot of the games through the through the late 80s and 90s so um for me if you class him as a defensive midfielder anthony grant he was the best player in the league in that season that we won it with wellings you nobody could touch him he was absolutely phenomenal um Hoddle, yeah, I understand why you're saying him, but I don't know if he was a defensive midfielder. He was just a complete footballer, and he could do anything on any part of the pitch, and he was he was phenomenal. But for me, Granty. Yeah, there's Woody saying, I was going to say Glenn Hoddle, because even though he was a sweeper, he did move forward a lot. I think he kind of developed the CDM role as we know it now. Other than that, it's Anthony Grant. Woody, we agree! Whoa! <laughs> Craig? Um, for me, I mean, I've thought about this. I've thought about this a lot over, over the years. Um, that that position and um, one that uh, who I, I didn't appreciate as as a as a kid because you, you you just sort of think about the strikers and the flair players and and the captains and the leaders and stuff like that. But for me, the best defensive midfielder that we've ever had is Ross McLaren. Oh yeah, um, oh, that's yeah, good. Chance. He he. You, you only have to look at the amount of appearances he made in um, in in um, Ozzy Aldiles' team and and the no, sort of no, end yeah. end of Lou Macari era and Glenn Hoddle team. They were all attacking teams, especially the Aldiles team and um, and and the Hoddle team. You know, and he was the one who would basically stay at the back and keep things ticking over and would you know be that ball winning defender and, and, and ball winning midfielder. Sorry, and, and everything else. You look at the amount of a pit, he was like ever present so many seasons as well. So there must have been something about him at the time. And 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 yeah, I, I think sort of looking back at it, Ross McLaren, he he was an unsung hero of the late 80s, early 90s, I think, for us. And and he um yeah, he, he, yeah. he was he was key to, to the success of, of what I term is the golden era in, in the time that I've been um yeah. supporting supporting the club. For me, this was a difficult one because I, I tried to wrap my brain and I could, whoever I name isn't going to be the best. I can only name the best of those that I've seen mm. um, because, you know, I, I didn't get to see the likes of, of McLaren, Leach, Hoddle, etc. Um, for me, the only answer to this question is Douglas um, in terms mm. of the ones I've seen. I thought he was a no, superb player. Um However, I like the point you that was made about underappreciated and, and maybe under um Timlin came to mind um as, as someone who I don't think I appreciated. Um but but then I thought, well, hang on, if if I'm saying that, Craig Easton's one of the most underrated players that Ooh. I've seen during my time as well, and, and he played that position. So I'm not suggesting they're the best Swindon Town I've ever had. Um, but that the underappreciated point is a valid one, and and I would put Easton and Timlin in that bracket for me personally. CDMs are often underappreciated because it's the goals that get notified, you know, 
get noted with midfielders and CDMs sort of do the dirty work and it, it, they need to perform to make a team to tick. So, uh, yeah. Ned, did you want to do you want to add your your extra one in that you forgot about? Yeah, Luke Nyholt as well. You know, what a player he was. What a player. Luke Nyholt. What a goal celebration as well against Man United. (laughs) He he deserved to crack at Holland, you know. I'm surprised he didn't even get, like, he looked at Holland. I don't know. He he wasn't, he probably wasn't suited to the Holland team at that time. It was all all more more technically gifted players, which I don't really think he was, really. No, he was a hard nut, wasn't he? He was a hard nut. No, he'd let all the, like, the the attacking players (laughs) play in front of him. He'd bite the legs off anyone who went near him. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's, he's, he's the absolute <laughs> player that you want on your side when you're in yeah. the trenches against someone, yeah. isn't it? You know what I mean? What, what a player he was. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, Luke Nart as well. But no, I appreciate everyone who's, who's been mentioned so far. Um, yeah. I think Tim Lynn and, and they're a really good shout as well. That's a really good shout. Um, Joe has messaged in. Um, and, and I don't think I named her actually. So uh, thank you to Joe for, for the mug. I, I honestly, I really do. Appreciate it. Do you think we will make the move for Austin, or is it just uh, too romantic based on the Lindsay interview? Um, ben, you have well, you have well, changed your mind consistently over the last fortnight. <laughs> Ned, yeah, no, what side of the fence are you on right now? I, I, I'm still firmly on a yes, purely for the fact there's just too much noise now. There's just so much noise, and the club have not just. I know Sandro sort of tried to dampen down, but the club could quite easily just come out and just say, Charlie Austin is not um, not on our radar. It's not something we're looking to go into. It's not, you know, it's not something we're going to go, the club's looking to do. And it stops everything dead. They've not done it. And they're letting the fans keep getting excited. I think there's a possibility of it happening. I don't think it's a done deal, but I think... You know, there is talks and hopefully it's something we can get done fairly soon. I just think Sandra today was just trying to uh, dampen expectations a little bit because it has gone a bit OTT. Um, because uh, our friends on another pod have uh, have promoted it quite a lot. And um, I think there's a lot of excitement about it. But I also do think there's so much noise. There has to be some truth in it. And I think it could be a good one. Sean adding to that noise with I've been told to sit tight there's going to be uh, no there's a lot going on in the next few weeks um Craig yes no I don't think it's going to happen I, I mean I'm just that's just instinct on, on my part I've got no nothing to really base it on I, my interpret it's, it's, it's funny I've got a different interpretation to what Ben's is on on what um, Sandro Di Michele said um, today. Um, yeah, yes, Benjamin, yeah. My interpretation of Sandro making that statement today was damage limitation, so that when inevitably Austin does go to Bristol Rovers, the fans aren't going to be as shocked or or surprised, you know. Um, I just there's there's just been too much negativity that's come come about it from the club. The, the club's sort of stance on it is lukewarm at best, and also with what um, Sandro said about we may be in the hunt for a striker. You know, it's like everyone can see we need at least one striker. Yeah, of course. Uh, we do. He said absolute guff today. None of yeah. what he said made any sense whatsoever. It's so just like the strikers we got, one's on loan, 
one's injury prone, one's so horribly out of form it's unreal, and there's Wakelin. And the thing is, Austin's Austin's not going to hold us to ransom. So yeah. for it to be, I don't believe it's a negotiating tactic or anything like no. that. He's obviously going to want to do a, a deal that's right for him financially, but he's not going to fleece the club. He won't fleece the club and the I club will be able to get, get a good deal. Probably my, better my than... Thing. In League Two, no club turns down Charlie Austin. Yeah, if yeah exactly. Yeah. No one. You are I insane. Don't... You shouldn't be in the job you are if you're not considered I think, cabinet of both hands. I think near enough we could all agree that having Austin in the team isn't going to harm our reputation. No. Isn't going to harm our chances. The at, in the we might get the odd Sky game because there's a bit of a story behind yeah. Charlie Austin. All that, but, um, yeah, it, it makes it just makes no sense not to do it. But I just, yeah, I, I just have a feeling it's 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 not gonna it's not gonna happen, and he'll end up at Rovers, and our fan base will have a meltdown. And I, I think if he Absolutely. goes to Rovers, I, I think quite rightly so. To be honest, you know, it would just be a, a really missed opportunity for, for us if we don't. Mick, right, okay. Um, I posted earlier on our WhatsApp group that is it one of two things? Is Sandro saying it's a bit of a negotiating tactic? And are we likely to sign him? Now, uh, again, I've said today and in previous podcasts, defensively, we're not too bad considering the injuries we've had. We've done okay. Midfield, I think we've got on paper, probably the best midfield in the league. Um, if not, we can compete with anybody in the league midfield-wise. Where we're lacking is up front. What we're missing is, and bear in mind, I'm 68 years old. I go to football to be entertained, to get off my seat, to get the adrenaline going, and, and to love watching Swindon Town. And how do you do that? You see a forward. You see somebody that excites you. You see somebody that gets the blood pumping. Now, in the past, we've had the likes of, I mean, in my era, Don Rogers, mm. absolutely God for Swindon. We've had Fieldtoft. We've had Parkin. We've had mm. Painter, Peacock, mm. Shearer, to name a few. Those are the players that got you excited. They're all forwards. Bring Charlie Austin in. That will boost us. That will get the crowd going. That will yeah. bring money into the club. That will give us the skills, the the nonce we need, the 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 shithousery we've missed since since um, Harry's gone. And you know, it's a no-brainer. I've seen it in so many companies run by spreadsheet managers that know jack sheet about the business don't understand the basics, don't understand how the actual system works. And if we rely on Sandro's bloody spreadsheet, we're just going in the wrong direction. Sometimes you have to think outside the box. Bring Charlie Austin in. A, you will put bums on seats. Surely B, that's thinking will... in the box, by the way. No, it's, it's not. It's thinking outside <laughs> the box. Sandro's box. It will bring bums on the seat. You will get people excited. You will get crowds increasing. You will get additional revenue. You will get somebody who will score goals for us. You will get somebody who can teach Jepcott. You could cheat Wakelin. You could cheat Massey. How to play football. 
what they need to do. You can teach them the dark arts. To me, it's a known brain. It's a no brainer. Bring him in. I, I can say no more than that. If he doesn't bring him in, if he goes to Bristol Rovers, County Ground will turn f- absolute toxic. Simple as it's it. Sometimes you have to do what's outside the box. What's right at that time for the club to get it moving. As I say, we all love this club. We want the club to do well. That would give us that level of excitement that we've been missing since Harry McCurdy is gone. Simple as bring Charlie in. You get that back. Uh, End of message. Ned, yourself on this? Oh, how do I follow that? That's pretty much what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know, it's essentially... Um, oh. No, he's, he's gone to the loo. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's just, you know, the, 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 the value of bringing him in surely outweighs whatever wage we're going to pay. Um, he's not yeah. going to start every game. It might, he might even be a, a substitute the games. But the, you know, as, as Nick said, you know, like the 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 knowledge he can pass on to the kids. You know, yeah. we, we've got so many young players. You know, and he, it's not so much um, you know like his his attitude or anything along those lines. It's you know you want to go you know places where to go in the box and you know all the little bits and you know um advice that you can pass on it will be invaluable and that will bring on the values of all the all other players my strikers could learn so much from charlie because he's a yeah. premier league player he's been there and done that he's been called up by england he's such a good player i just don't get why we just think wouldn't about jump you know, it. One, one of the things that we get told by the club and by the players and the management team is for the fans to get behind the team and that helps and that brings out good performances and stuff like that Bringing in Charlie Austin, the, the county ground will be rocking. You oh, know, imagine yes. him coming on as an impact. Sub. Yes, people, people. Yes, you know, the crowd will get going, and then they'll get beat. So, you, you know, just for that that sort of thing, or even if he's starting or summer, you know, the, the crowd will be more positive. You know, it'll be less toxic. Um, it, it'll be a bit more patient when things go wrong. If Austin's in the in in that side, you can imagine the county ground will be rocking, and um, yeah, they'll be more likely to get behind the players when things go wrong, or or just just even when things are going right, they'll they'll stay stay with them more, and and that's what that's what they need. You know, that's that's another reason why to do it. And then they can't if they don't bring him in, and then they're turning around and saying, oh yeah, the the fans aren't getting behind the players. Well. We had the per- we'd have had the perfect opportunity with Austin, that would have got the whole ground, the whole fan base behind the team. I, yeah, absolutely, hundred well, percent. I think I think we all agreed that it's an absolute no-brainer for the club to do it. Whether the club will do it or not is remains to be seen. I, I think it's like 50 isn't it? No, nobody yeah. knows really, do they? You know, no, it's, it's no. Probably, we hear rumours and everything. You got the broadband lot. That to be fair. They, they they are in touch with Austin, so they if anything they are going to know more than anyone because Austin you know they they know the guy, um, but yeah there is a lot of hype and the club really if it's not happening, just come out and say we're not interested. Yeah, it, it can't drag on. No, it can't drag on throughout the transfer window because if it no, does, it's going to cause more it damage. Would, to it will affect bad on the club and it yeah. will affect bad on the. So the longest this goes on, 
and he ends up going somewhere else. It's the worst it needs to be sort by the, by the end of the first week in January. You need to know either way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, agreed. Yeah. Yes or no? I'd rather I'd rather have a no by the end of January than it to drag out and drag yeah. on and on and on, and it'll just it, it'll just cause more problems. In, in fairness, well. if I was Charlie Austin, I want this tied up to it quickly. Yeah. Where he's going. Well, yeah. He wants to get fit. He wants to train. He wants to play games because his time is limited. He's thirty three, so he wants yeah. to get. He wants to get this. Let's let, let's not call thirty three limited when in like two weeks I'll be thirty three. Yeah, unfortunately, Fife, you're not going to have a play here. In football, it's not happening now, mate. I'm sorry. It's all right. I, I, I was happy to concede not to become a footballer just so I could host what is a, a an amazing EFL uh, podcast. Yeah, um, exactly. Sure. You want to you want to host the lower league? Look. <laughs> um, no. Haven't you? No, although if, if I was invited to, to co-host it at some point, I'd be more than willing to, to step in and help out. Uh, I hope you're listening, Liam <laughs> and Grant. Um, let's uh, replace Grant. <laughs> with regards to... Um, well, he'd have to because Hartley Pool will be out the league next season. Harsh but fair. <laughs> um, I, I want to throw it out there um, for any more questions before we we say our our, our goodbye messages for for this episode. But Ben, I, I remembered we didn't come back to you for a chance to put right your earlier error. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so if you'd like to, personally, it's been a wonderful year. Look, for the family, it's been good. Sarah has done wonderful at her job. Um, she has had doors open for her. I won't go into too much detail because the doors open are sensitive doors and what she's doing. But there is opportunities for her to progress in her own job, which is grand. And for mine as well, I received promotion this year in my job. What's that look for? I think that was to the. I think that was to Garth's comment more than anything. Yeah, oh, I didn't read that. Yeah, it was Garth. Right. Um, what did it say? Pop up. Get, you just finish your little spiel, Ben. You're all right. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been um, great for uh, the old uh, good year for Fred's as well, and he's been in his, his second year in his brand new school, and he's kicked on, and he's looking a lot better and more settled and a lot happier, and he, his schoolwork is looking fantastic, and Jack's a shit. <laughs> Poor Jack. Oh no, he's he's genius. Actually, the boy's genius. He's top set of everything, and he aces everything without even trying. He's just a mouthy little sod as well. He's a little shit, but I love you, him. Hey. Well done, Jack. Jack's all right. You leave him alone. Oh no, Jack's amazing. He's got no issues in life whatsoever. He's, 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 he's going to be a top lad. Boy. He's going to be a good boy. He, he knows. Top, he, problem, tell boy. him from me, he's the top lad. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, uh, just to flash that up again for Ben's benefit, uh, we wish Garv a speedy recovery from the crunching tackle that he seems to have, he seems to have taken. <laughs> two to three months. Are you, sure, yeah. are you sure it's nothing to do with the three to four pints at the excellent? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> where, where is Woody's out for four months because he had to put the tree lights on? <laughs> only now, Woody's only put the tree lights on now. Or... No, it was a joke, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. It's late. 
It's not that late. It is late, time. It is late. Well, if it's that late, then uh, short of any other questions arriving in the chat, I think the only thing left for us to say, uh, and I won't name everyone individually because I will almost certainly miss someone, but but firstly, to, to you guys, the four of you here, uh, and to the guys who are, who haven't made it on tonight's episode, but... But the the regular the regular panelists, please for, uh, for, from you know the bottom of my heart, wish you and your families the very happiest of Christmas. I'll see some of you on the thirtieth, um, but obviously we'll all be in in contact throughout. Um, but yeah, honestly, to to all of you guys, wish you and your families the very happiest of Christmases. To anyone who's who's been uh, generous enough of their time to come on and feature, whether that that's the likes of of Claire and Joe. Um, you, you know, Gerald, Reese, uh, Danny Wilson even even appeared this year. Uh, for anyone who's a uh, who has featured on Falls Rush In, uh, thank you very much for your time, and we wish you the happiest of Christmas as well. And most importantly, to every single person who watches us, who listens to us, and engages with us on all of our social media channels, who who, who randomly sees us at match days and comes up to say hello. Yes. Thank you to each and every one of you. It means the world to us um, that, that that you like what we do and you're so invested in it. And, and we genuinely hope each and every single one of you have the happiest of Christmases. Um, but I think from, from myself, from Nick, from Ned, from Ben and from Craig, this has been Christmas Eve Eve with Fools Rush In. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Uh, I, along with a special panel of Festive Fools friends, will see you on Boxing Day. But until then, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.